I like I like that you say that. I'm sorry. I'm not in character here. <laughs> what is Tim feeling in that moment? <laughs> It's Encyclopedia Brunch. My name is Tim Dobbs, and with me, as ever, through this thing we call the internet, it's Catherine Cogart. It's so great to be here! <laughs> whoa, whoa, easy, easy, easy there, partner. I'm trying, I'm trying to be excited for the both of us. Uh, good. Great work. You're hey. helping everybody out. <laughs> uh, let's see. What was the, the last, like, really exciting thing you did? I got married last August. <laughs> Boy, that turned into a darker question than I thought. What? It's not a dark question. Oh, only because that was, was a while oh, ago. Oh, because nothing since August. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, yeah. I, hey, I mean, you know, same man. Like, I, I jumped. Oh, yeah, yeah, I jumped into Lake Tahoe last July. That was pretty exciting. That was exciting, but that was even further yeah. back. Well, you didn't have to bring it up, but all right. <laughs> yeah, I did. You were. Uh, I felt like it was a competition. I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, joy competition. No. Are you going to the Tournament of Joy this weekend? I will destroy you. <laughs> yeah, my problem with the Tournament of the Joy, though, is that it's such a long car ride and that really saps a lot of it. Mm, yeah. Just really Trick saps is, the joy right out of take it. Take a helicopter. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, our topic this week has nothing to do with helicopters. It may be the farthest thing from helicopters. What? What is the farthest thing from helicopters? What is the opposite of a helicopter? It's a submarine. Duh! The opposite of a helicopter. Ooh, that's different. Those are antipodes. That's different from being the farthest from. Okay. In concept space. Sure. Uh, <laughs> It's not just like those those share an axis. So what are know? helicopters coordinates in concept space? Uh there are near airplanes and uh um, No 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 Leonardo no. I'm, I'm not talking about spatially where is it? I'm talking about what are its coordinates specifically? Oh, it's a relative space though. There's no center. Oh. Yeah, you base it off a direction near airplanes. <laughs> I like to work within airplane space personally. Right, yeah. Well you already know all the codes, so right. uh I would say very, very far in concept space is chili peppers. Those bright, kicky things you are not totally sure you wanted to put in your mouth. Just the best part of the episode. Just the best part. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's, I, I feel such a love-hate with chili peppers because it's just like, well, I like a little kick. I like some flavor, a little flair, but also like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, a little bite. Yeah. It can be a touch spicy. Uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a special occasion thing, you know. <laughs> sure, for weddings, for jumping in lakes at Tahoe. Right? Yeah. Well, maybe you eat the pet chili and then you jump into the lake at Tahoe. I don't want to be part of your weird cult. That's your loss, man. We have a lot of fun. We go to Lake Tahoe all the time. Uh, so much joy in that cult. That's the thing. It's like joy cult. I, yeah, I, I have I have my little joy team over here. Yeah, and uh. I just, we can never compete. You're like the, the, I don't know, the Iceland team from the Mighty Ducks in this joy, joy tournament. Oh, man, they were so joyless, though. 
Well, that's the magic of it. You managed to be joylessly joyful. Was that Mighty Ducks 1, the Iceland team? No, the 2. Two. Uh, the okay, first that's one what was, I thought. It was a local yeah. peewee team. What was the, the, sub, the uh, subtitle on Mighty Ducks 2? I think it was D2, the Mighty Ducks. Okay. So the subtitle was the Mighty Ducks. Diablo 2, which... the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah, it's a sort of a, a dungeon skater. Uh... <laughs> dungeon skater. Not a dungeon crawler, a dungeon skater. No. It's much faster, but it is hard to pick up. <laughs> Whee! Uh, where were we? Yeah, uh, pretty spicy. I don't know. <laughs> Special occasions. Peppers, I guess, spicy. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't. Oh, I like. I, I like a little. So, like, let's talk about sriracha for a moment. Now, that is a chili, chili puree based thing. Uh, yeah. And I, I have had times in my life when I'm feeling particularly non-creative from a spice point of view. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, just put some matcha on it. It'll be good. Um, But that's not terribly spicy. It's like a little spicy. There's like a, a mild kick to it. I don't know. I think that's I think that's the world I live in. Otherwise, it just, ah, it just feels like a competition. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is the whole thing with chili pepper branding is a lot of it feels really insulting. <laughs> It feels competitive, which I don't love being competitive. I believe mm. I established that up front. Um, and it involves, you know, just just a lot of uh, just uh, images of women in ways I'm not really a great fan of. <laughs> Wait, does it? There's a rooster on the sriracha bottle. Oh, my gosh. I was in L.A. and I went to this, like, novelty chili pepper store and there <laughs> was a... Hang on. Hang on. I think I found your mistake. <laughs> <laughs> was it that i was in la because i love la uh no well yeah we love it thanks for any new one um no no it was a little after that part okay was it where i was looking at bottles mm, it's a little before that part was it where i was at the grove well yes uh <laughs> okay why were you at the grove because I'd never been. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I've been to LA enough times where I'm just kind of checking boxes at this point. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Based off some things I've heard from podcasts. Yeah, I mean, I've never been to the Grove either, but I've heard enough from podcasts to suggest that I don't really need to go to the Grove. It's fun. There's like a dancing Bellagio style fountain. Sure. And maybe you'll see Mario Lopez. <laughs> That's enough for me. <laughs> well, good. Okay, so you were at a uh, a bottle store, a, uh, a chili bottle store, I guess, um, at the Grove, and it was unpleasant. It's depiction of women. Yeah, it was like she was. It looked like she was giving the chili a blowjob, and it. What well, I thought it was extremely distasteful because, like, first of all, why would you give a chili a blowjob? Uh, like that's not sexy. No. Second of all. But maybe I'm being normative. But, well, you know, also, but like, okay, so what, what imagery is this trying to evoke? Like, she's putting something really, really unpleasant in her mouth that's going to, like, hurt her because it's so spicy. And so it just seems like there's some kind of unfortunate subtext in that whole imagery. Right. Well, uh, you've made the classic mistake of viewing this from a, fe- a, a female's perspective. Which is, I can guarantee you... I've made a lot of mistakes. Not what the label designer was coming from. 
Because from your point of view, which is very reasonable, to be clear, you're like, oh, yeah, putting this dangerous thing in, in your mouth. I imagine the label designer was a little more like, what are things that are rad? Uh, this hot sauce, <laughs> blowjobs, pretty good. <laughs> what is this? Is this a marketing executive who is a teen kid from the 90s, uh-huh. but also a commercial? <laughs> Wake up, Catherine. Marketing executives were teen kids in the 90s. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We're teens in the 90s saying, saying rad. What I don't did the know. teens in the 90s think? I don't know, because I was all I got all the information from marketing executives uh-huh. who were teens in the 80s. Right, yeah. Well, they sh- uh, they said rad, certainly. Absolutely. Someone has said rad. Because the commercials were certainly telling me that someone was saying rad. <laughs> and that's all we have. That's all we have to know of that time is the commercials. Well, let us have uh, a little break. To include, to add to what we have. We'll be back in a moment. To include, to add to what we have. Doing great today. And we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch talking about chilies, chiles. So we've agreed a lot of marketing BS going on here. A lot of just like, what's rad and amazing, you guys? Have the hottest pepper in the world. Are you a real man? The Carolina Reaper. Let's wash all that away. Let's, let's, uh, let's, 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 let, let us create a great flood inside of this podcast and we will command. Wonderful. Yeah. Let us begin anew. Let us drown the sinners. <laughs> Anyway. oh sorry 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 i so i have multiple personality disorder and one of my personalities is a southern baptist priest so it you know it gets awkward because i'm an atheist and we just oh, don't have a lot to talk about i don't know it seems like you'd have a, a, an interesting discourse i don't like conflict uh, yeah that's true <laughs> well you just got to find another one that does so uh <laughs> We're cleansing the podcast, and we will command uh, one of our uh, favorite tools to build an arc, and that tool is science and metrics. Ah! And so, <laughs> that was me, not the Southern Baptist. Just so you know, it's just going to be very confusing if you have to keep clarifying. <laughs> this is like this is like one of those podcasts where people are like, hey, their voices sound the same. We just have to. It's hard to pick them apart. And it's it's like, hard to pick apart all of her different personalities because she's the same person. <laughs> It's very hard. You, you sh- literally yeah. share vocal cords. So you know, we have never gotten that complaint, and I'm so surprised. It's very odd. Most podcasts get that. You know, there are actually it's, there are very few mixed gender podcasts. It's weird, right? It's a little weird. Maybe it's not weird. I don't know. Let's not talk about <laughs> Maybe it. Maybe we're weird. <laughs> uh, don't talk about podcasts on podcasts. This That's is true. Encyclopedia Brunch talking about chiles, not else. Um. So as far as science and metrics, though, there is there is a scale for measuring just how spicy something is, and it does not have to do with the grossness of the label or the <laughs> it's it's not the radness scale. Thanks for saying that, like a mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just some people know how to have fun without being a little dodgy, if you know what I mean. 
oh, you'd be a great mom. You're going to be a great mom someday. <laughs> oh, honey, don't I know it? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so hang on, that sunk in for a second. So the scale, though. Mm-hmm. Go on. Yeah, it's it's the it's called the Scoville scale. Uh, and it is the number of drops of milk you add to your chili to get the capsaicin to become indistinguishable. In in and a capsaicin, taste test. Yes, in taste test. And the capsaicin being the is it? It's not an enzyme, is it? Uh, no, no, no. It's a no. chemical. It's a chemical. Um, eight methyl n vanillyl six no nanamide. No ochem here. No nanamide. Thank you. <laughs> No organic chemistry allowed. Um, That's what my treehouse says. <laughs> As you're letting in all these transition metals who are like... <laughs> Come on in, our transition metals. Copper, how you doing? Hey, uh, iron hydroxide. But uh, yeah, no, essentially uh, capsaicin is a, a, a... It's a certain long chain of carbons, hydrogens, nitrogens, and oxygens. Uh, that happens to be an irritant for mammals, uh, produces a burning sensation in tissue. Why that is? Uh, who knows? <laughs> Biochemistry. Who can say? Uh, but probably someone. Someone can definitely say. Okay, but so it creates a uh, burning sensation in uh, mammalian tissue, including your tongue uh, and your taste receptors mm-hmm. there. And so yes. that's what we... It gets to the point where you start to feel a burn. You you have a big glass of water, maybe, and then you just like add bits and bits of your pepper extract until you mm-hmm. can actually feel a bit of burn. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, it's not milk. It's a, it's a sugar syrup. Oh, it's a sugar syrup. Okay, yeah. my mistake. I have a lot of questions about that method. Uh, it seems no, very it's imprecise. Real, it's real skatey, right? It seems super skatey. I think the whole thing is suspect because, like, if you read the stories about people experiencing different peppers, like, anecdotally, there's a lot of variation. Like, I think there's a far more intense story told about the fifth most hottest chili pepper in the world versus the hottest chili pepper in the world. Uh, okay, go on. What, what are, are these peppers? And there are Scoville units apart. Set the scene for me. What, what, what are okay. these peppers and when, what is their story? Okay, so the Carolina Reaper, some da, da, da. dude eats 20 of them, and he's like, NBD, man. And this is the hottest pepper in the world currently. Currently. 2.2 million Scoville units. That's, that's a lot of milk. Sugar syrup. Sugar syrup, sorry. But the Infinity Pepper, so there's was a restaurant that made a curry out of it called like the Widower's Curry made with 20 of these peppers and so they like 300 people tried it and one person was able to finish it and there's a story about how he finished it over the course of an hour and it took him that long and he uh uh had to hallucinate for 10 minutes because he was really just just feeling the endorphins from getting all that capsaicin (laughs) i like i like that you said that he had to hallucinate for a bit. Like, it was just like a, hang on, guys, hang on. I'm feeling a little weird. I think I'm just going to go hallucinate for a little bit. <laughs> well, like, isn't that kind of what sleeping is? That's definitely, uh, okay, fair. But also, naps, very useful. Naps are great. Um, and hallucinating, also great. But, like, <laughs> hmm, 
I'm okay. The the point of the story, we're getting off track. The point of the story is that this guy clearly had a much much stronger reaction to the Infinity Chili than this dude did to the to the Carolina Reaper, which is supposed to be like twice as spicy, more than twice as spicy. But it seems it all just seems so impractical. <laughs> like it can't be right. Mm-hmm. Like these two humans can't be that different. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Humans are pretty different. But then also, like, but also you said, humans are pretty in... the same. Mm, strong counter argument. <laughs> uh, you said that it was a, uh, um, it was like baked in a curry or something? Yes. Huh. Okay. Well, then, yeah, it could just be like it's it's liquid. It's kind of coating the tongue. Maybe the capsaicin just gets more exposed to, uh, to your tongue. Maybe. Maybe. Because this other guy could have just been like choking down the chilies without really uh, noticing. <laughs> Not really savoring the capsaicin. Right. He's not doing a lot of, like, really tasting it. Yeah. The French would be so upset with him. <laughs> I mean, the French were probably upset with him for before for, like, other reasons, if that's how he's living his life. Sure, he's an enemy of the state. You know what I would oh. like is a metric to figure out how upset the French are with me. <laughs> Just, like, I'd like a, I'd like to measure that. Because <laughs> they sure uh, feel hmm. upset with me. When I'm there, mm, they just seem upset. <laughs> really? I found them lovely, but... Mm. Have you like My in Paris or like a French person who's in, in in another place with you? I was mostly in Paris, so that could be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I found the only time people were not happy with me was when I did not start by speaking with them in French. Oh, My yeah. French is so limited that I really just had like bonjour, and then I think I used to know how to say "Do you speak English?" and that was kind of it. Mm, uh, there you go. We oui, je parle le français. Citre Mal. Great work. Merci. See, they, they seem like they'd be real happy with you. Mm, I, I did one time convince this woman that I was French. That's pretty good. It's was she a good. French woman? Yeah, she was a French woman. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Because one time I convinced an American tourist in Spain that I was Spanish. Ooh. But, you know, a little easier. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you have like olive complexion. You look like you could spend a lot of time in the sun if you needed to. I do most of my uh, impostering. Sure. Most of your impostering. (laughs) Imposting? Impost. I impost mostly. um, Fake words. Through my complexion. (laughs) And fake words. Uh, So, yeah. So, I mean, I guess what we were getting back to here was that the Scoville unit, not necessarily the best unit for actually saying like how much will it hurt to put into my mouth um i don't can you think of something better then it's just like what do we do here i mean i don't i don't have i can think of other parameters we might want to look at but i can't think of a great standardized way to like correlate all these down into one super number uh the super number the unified the grand unified theory of peppers (laughs) Yeah, I'm really struggling with that aspect here. Because you know what? It's flavor, and flavor is a very subjective thing. Right? By its very nature. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to get around mm-hmm. that. Well, it's like how they, when they do those pain tests about like pain reduction, it's all just like, hold your hand into an ice bath for a while, and uh, tell me how long you could keep it there. And it's like, that's the best we can do. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So perhaps the Scova system is the mo- best we can sort of motion at it although uh i will say that uh modern uh use of the scoville system generally includes high performance liquid chromatography which is a method that can directly measure the actual um 
capsaicin content of a chili pepper. Mm-hmm. And then they've gone and correlated that with the old Scoville system so that we can still use all the same numbers. Which is cool. I mean, it's it, it feels closer, but somehow in getting more specific, I wonder if it has taken it away from the actual realm of taste, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's more just like, well, that'll let you know how much of this oil-soluble chemical is there. Oh, wouldn't you just love to see the data on, like, the habanero peppers and, like, see what their standard deviations were? Oh, would love <sighs> to see that. Well, for you, I'll, I'll get it together for you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna go get those together. Um, also, I think I need to. I, I think I just need to go hallucinate for a few minutes, and uh, I'll be back in a minute. I'll be back in a minute on Encyclopedia Brunch. And we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch talking about chiles. I feel like I keep going back and forth between chili and, and chili pepper and pepper. Just cause, oh, It's all very confusing. <sighs> I think pepper is my, like, I, I, most, I most gravitate back towards pepper just because of, I don't know, that's what I call it as a kid, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know. You, I, you brought it off air, a concern that it's a little bit colonial. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, because, you know, the story goes that uh, uh, Columbus called them peppers because it was like the only other thing he could think of that was kind of spicy was black pepper, which seems a little, I don't know. It seems like a dumb tongue, you know? Dumb tongue? Like his tongue was dumb? Tongues are dumb. They don't have brains. What? Yeah. Am I the only? They don't have brains. Yeah. Wait, isn't everyone else really They're just like little flesh slabs that live in your mouth. Let's not think about that too much. Don't talk about mouth. Oh. Oh, well, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Are you thinking about your tongue now? Let's not. Let's not. Your tongue, it's in your mouth. Anywho, uh, another thing that could be in my mouth is a bell pepper, (laughs) not a spicy pepper. A zero on the Scoville scale. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Is my feeling about how they taste. That's so interesting that you're not into pepper. I don't know. I don't think I've ever met anyone who's just like not a pepper person. Like, not a bell pepper person? Nah. Like, I could see not loving it, but... I don't love it. Well, I, I mean, I, I cook it with, like, stir fry or chili or, you know, stews. It's got to have you, friends. Uh, why do you cook with it? It's got to have friends. Because uh, a lot of other people like it, honestly. <laughs> it has nice texture, don't you think? Uh, it's so smooth. I don't trust smooth, smooth operators. <laughs> Yeah, what are they playing at? Mm, what's your game? What's your game, Bell Pepper? <laughs> you're so waxy. I think I well, this. It feels like you're talking only about the outside of a bell pepper. The inside is very. It's it's like meaty almost. It's surprisingly smooth for how bumpy it is, though. Still pretty That's, waxy. I, I don't know. Sure, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. This feels like backwards double talk. Like uh, like it's it's like celery. Like the outer red, the bumpy ridge of celery. It's bumpy, but it's still like, it's impermeable to water. Oh, on the micro scale. Sure, sure. 
Wait, so you prefer a permeable vegetable? I, I like my vegetables with a little bit of give. They're easier to work with. I feel like they're willing to work with me on my level, being a bag of water, pretty much. Right. <laughs> and oils. And I am quite permeable. I, I, mean, I don't know if you not, know that about but... me, but I'm actually pretty permeable. <laughs> yeah, does your, do you like breathe through your skin? It's like because a I'm a ghost. Oh, or... uh, yeah, all the way through, I see. Yeah. She had skin that you could see all the way through. (laughs) Here at the at the ghost nightclub. (laughs) What about like a a ghost strip club? Like Ooh, she took off her sheet. There's nothing underneath it. I mean she was sort of incorporeal. She was a ghost. I would love to go to a ghost strip club with you someday. Oh, man. Maybe when society catches up, you know, the culture's just not there. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, do you, But do you feel a difference between the, the red and the green pepper? A lot of times I find people, like, really prefer one or the other. Mm, no, I don't taste any differences between them. It's nice to have different colors that in is, your food. Absolutely. But also that's madness because the green pepper clearly is uh, less sweet and has a... Uh, what I would describe as green pepper flavor to it, which I believe is a form of pyridine. Okay, could yeah. be. I we talked I, about my, we talked about this on our uh, wine tasting episode. Okay, uh, where we found that certain grapes uh, became high in pyridine, and so they had a, a slight green pepper flavor. Hmm. Mm. Meh. Eh. All right. Well, at I least you can tell the difference between a hot pepper and a, a peppercorn, which I think puts you way above old Chris Columbus. You know, I can tell you a little bit about why they're different colors, though. Oh, that's interesting. That nearly <laughs> in the in the classic nerd tradition of preferring facts to experience. <laughs> well, I feel like that was a little bit judgmental of you to say right there. Um, no, no, no. I, I want to make clear I'm on this boat too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let me form a narrative about this so that I can turn it into an experience okay. that my brain can understand like it's a television show. Sure, sure, sure. Like an episode of Seinfeld. Well, <laughs> so... Did you ever notice that some peppers are green and some are red? <laughs> I did notice that. Do you have any more thoughts? No, why is this? <laughs> this is my uh, new character, observational stand-up comedian who's like legitimately just curious. I, I mean, you know, I what's love up it. with airplanes? Like, does anyone understand how they fly? No, I've never really anyone? gotten the Bernoulli effect. <laughs> Can somebody, <laughs> anybody in the audience, <laughs> an aeronautics engineer? <laughs> Just, come on, help me out. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Uh, but <laughs> so what happens is green, green things usually in nature, usually caused by chlorophyll, which has a green pigment to it. Makes sense. So uh, when things are growing and they're growing and they're growing, then they need a lot of chlorophyll because chlorophyll is so good at photosynthesis. And photosynthesis is how the plant captures energy, which it uses to grow. Um, so mm. the chlorophyll, that has tons of chloroplasts, which are super green, and they make the pepper green. However, um, the plant sends a signal, and it's like, oh, my changing body says it's ready to <laughs> stop producing <laughs> chlorophyll. Um, so it watched the, the peppers watch a video about their changing bodies. Um, sure. And then... Uh, you may notice red spots. <laughs> Oh, gross. Oh, don't talk about red spots. Uh, but 
so anyway, the chloroplasts start to degrade, and then you are left with the other pigment that's still there and was actually there the whole time, um, which is a carotenoid. <laughs> they reveal I love the turn. It was here the whole time. They reveal their true selves. Beautiful, beautiful so peppers. <laughs> in many ways, the, the, the green pepper, that's a mask they wear. You know, yeah. we all wear a mask. Some are silk, some are, silk, some are some leather. leather. Some are green. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. But, you know, only anyway, if you're trying uh, to be like an envy monster. <laughs> I think that's what Billy Joel was talking about, right? I think he was talking was about like... different kinds of monsters, yeah. <laughs> he was putting together a sort of audio monster manual. <laughs> <laughs> With his old childhood pal, Gary Gygax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's actually credited as a songwriter on that, Gary Kayak. <laughs> he is credited as a songwriter in the Monster Manual, the physical text. <laughs> a lot of a lot of colons and subtitles in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Written by the Gary Gygax, the physical text. Songwriter Billy Joel. <laughs> oh boy, if we ever could. Well, so peppers. I don't know. Are they all right? They seem fine. They're they're great. Super great. Got got any dishes you like with a that that like really requires a pepper? Um, Do you think you could go like pepper free? Ah, uh, you know, I made a Chili dish free. where you ground up peppers. Mm. That was fun. Dried peppers, oh, like Thai chili peppers. Yeah, it was fun. I don't remember what it was though. All right. Well, that's a start. <laughs> Interestingly, I mean, Thai chili peppers. We think of Asian food as uh, being uh, oh a lot of spicy peppers. It was a shrimp curry. Ooh, that sounds tasty. It was good. Yeah. But it's a new world thing, peppers are. It was. Yeah, so, uh, like tomatoes. Well, yeah. as as much of the nightshade family, is it not? Right. Huh. What was cuisine like before uh before the new world? I was actually talking like, about this today, about like traditional European cuisine and what that tastes like. And the Europeans in my lab are like, Oh, it's so bland. <laughs> <laughs> was everything interesting in, in the new world? That doesn't make any sense, right? Or what? <laughs> uh I mm, who can say? Who can say? I'd like someone to hunt this down for us, but I can't say. Have you ever noticed how European food is when it's traditional is like super bland? Any thoughts, anyone? Anyone got any ideas? I don't know. Well, if you've got ideas, please write to us at encyclopediabrunch at gmail dot com. Get the red light here. Oh, That's it? our time. Yeah, <laughs> and. uh We'll uh, eagerly await those replies as we figure out how food has shaped our world. And until we figure that out next week, we'll see. That's Catherine Cogan over there. Tim Dobbs right over here. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.